0: Welcome. This is the Systematic Mastery Podcast. My name is Niels. And I'm Zoe. And
1: we are on a mission to uncover the mindset, the principles, and the practices that truly allow you to maximize the human potential. We don't want to do this in theory, but we really want to make this a practice. Throughout our stories, we've learned that we are the ones that choose to make our lives. And it starts with looking honestly at your life, Picking the first and tiny thing that you know you can improve. And then it's all about keeping up that practice every single day.
0: In this podcast, we will share these practices and our own experiences, whether it comes to specific techniques or personal knowledge management, morning routines, working out, meditating or even prolonged fasting. We believe that by using a systematic approach, everyone can attain mastery and reach lasting fulfillment in the process.
1: So without further ado, let's get to it. We're gonna be talking about reading. Let's start with the retro and see how our weeks went. For me, the best thing this week so far has been my deep focus, I think. I've been able to focus quite deeply on my work. It has enabled me to get more done what could have gone better, though, is that because of this focus and because of the depth of this focus, at some point I start to diminish the amount of routine I have because I just get absorbed into work. So I work until 1 a.m. and not 11. And that means that I get up later. That means that my morning routine looks different. And that means that I'm slowly destabilizing, which always means that I need a reset, which I have had. So that's another upside because I saw my co-founders again, had a great time yesterday. And what about you?
0: Well, for me, uh, what went good is also psychedelics related. We started a new online business called Microdose Pro. And in the Netherlands, we are aiming to provide people with packages of Microdose truffles, psilocybin cool. truffles. Yeah, And this went really well, better than expected, to be honest. We got great feedback. A lot of messages. I've been texting random strangers on Instagram the whole week explaining what dosing is because there's a big demand here for this product. And this went, of course, well, it's good to see. Yeah. What didn't went so well was is that I am experimenting also with uh, when I am working out in the day. Yeah. And I try to do it later in the day, uh, the last couple of days. But I really noticed that for me, the morning is the best time to train. Not only because it gives me more focus in the workout itself, I have more energy, but also it gives me more energy throughout the day. I see. So I can focus better at the office when I have a workout in the morning. And yeah, it was a good experiment, but it has succeeded in the way that I know I have to start working out first thing in the morning. Mm,
1: That's a good lesson though.
0: It's It's a really good lesson, yeah. Yeah, cool.
1: All right, well, let's jump into the real topic, reading. As you know, I've tried to do some research, try to dig up some of my methods to read. What we'll be talking is a central question of how to read. And just to kick things off, what I'm curious about is if you would describe the way you read in one or two sentences, what would that look like?
0: How I read in one or two sentences.
1: What is your system, your method?
0: My system is that I choose my topics very carefully, and I choose when I read also very carefully. So I have a, a systematic approach in what I consume and when I consume it. I see, And also when I consume information, I want to be free of distractions. So I really focus on only reading and I block everything out of it. I see. So to try to put that
1: into sentences, it is well-timed full, immersive reading.
0: Yeah, it's it's full, yeah, well-timed, full, immersive reading.
1: I see. That contrasts with how I read, which is interesting, where it seems that you find depth in um, the full immersion, more or less. For me, it is a lot more chaotic. I think the initial description would be because I read many books at the same time. I switch around quite often. However, when I read, I very systematically absorb as much information as I can by making a lot of notes, etc. And I try to make sure that I absorb information in a way that is synthesizing, more or less. So I try to reproduce whatever I read as I read. And I think what I've looked into is a book from Mortimer Adler about how to read. That's basically the whole topic of the book. and. There are more or less four levels of reading that it goes into. And I think what it made me realize is, and that's why I asked for your system of reading, when you would ask most people that casually read, what they do is they get to a level some would call elementary reading, which is what you learn in primary school. And that's basically just the ability to just read sentences and and try to comprehend them, right? And it technically means that you can read anything but it doesn't mean that you necessarily understand exactly what is being said. And to really understand a book with depth, you have to do something completely different than just read it cover to cover. It really is, you kind of have to chew on it and like digest the book instead of just working it in and being done with it. It's really an attentive process. And that's where the other stages or the levels come in because we just covered the first level, elementary, then we have the second, which is inspectional reading and inspectional reading is where you don't dive into the book immediately, but basically you get a book and you kind of read the back and then maybe you go through a couple of pages and very importantly, you read the table of contents. And when you've done that, then you have an idea for the structure of the book. And this allows you to, first of all, decide whether it's worth your time to actually read more about, well, everything that's being said in the book. And then what it also allows you to do is figure out what the structure is of the whole story and what kind of path you're going to be on when you read the book. And then the next level would be analytical reading. And I think this is kind of what I got from the way you read. This is kind of what you do as well, where you really try to read in a way that is in accordance with the kind of information that you read. So. I think a typical example, me being someone that does engineering, I read a book about programming, and I go very slowly back and forth. I try and exercise, I fail or I succeed. And this is a completely different process from the book Mastery that we're both reading right now, which is way more cover to cover. And I read faster as well. And you adapt the way you read. And I think this allows you to absorb different kinds of information. And it, you have to use your own mind and to mold it to fit the book that you're reading. And you take way more notes in the margins, for example. And after each chapter, you paraphrase, write down maybe in one or two paragraphs exactly what it's about. And then the level four, we can still go into later. But I'm really curious when you hear these levels, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Like, is there anything you can take from this, or do you have remarks or feedback on?
0: Yeah, it is interesting to hear it being separated in these. Different categories. I see. Because I believe I make use of this practice. When I read a book, I, of course, I read what was the first? Oh, uh, in an elementary way? Elementary way. Okay. Right. So that, of course, happens. But I also try to use the more the, the second manner mm-hmm. in which you really analyze the systematic way of reading. I'm curious to know how then the fourth level fits into this process and how I can use this information. To read better. How can I use this? Let me try to give a, a good example.
1: If you are we both live in Amsterdam, if you're riding a bicycle, the way you ride the bicycle has to be adapted a lot to the area that you're cycling through, right? So once you have only ridden on one kind of bicycle, basically, it's more or less like there is only one way to ride that bicycle, which is at a specific speed through maybe the city center. And that means that you have to be very cautious. But when you're riding a bicycle somewhere in a town, you can drive way faster. If you have control over how fast you're going and you know that you can go into these types of riding your bicycle whenever you want, it makes you a better rider of a bicycle. And it's the same with, with reading, I think, where the saying goes that if you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, if you know that you can read a book in a very analytical way, but... At the same time, you can also read a novel in a non-analytical way. Because who is going to read a novel in an analytical way? It doesn't work. So that that's how you can I think use it to your advantage.
0: So you use different types of reading for different types of topics.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, Because you're you also do speed reading, which is something I don't do. I should definitely get into that. I'm really curious also, but maybe you can give us some pointers about how that works and and what the do's and don'ts are. Because what I'm noticing when I read something like Mastery, there's more of a story then I think speed reading would make some sense, right? But when I read something like, well, this book, for example, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, it's a very semi-philosophical topic. Then speed reading for me, I think, is not sufficient to absorb it properly. And here I would need analytical reading because with everything they say, I need to think about it to really grasp what they're meaning because they're talking about duality. It's not the one or the other but it's also not two at the same time. Well, stuff like that is like, you know, it's very abstract and you need to. Exactly. Yeah. So I need to like make notes in the margins or in some way kind of synthesize it and then kind of get into a conversation with myself. And this is where analytical reading comes in way more. And then on top of that, if you really want to investigate something, then we get to level four, which is not always useful. But if you're studying something, it is. And it means reading multiple books on the same topic and then trying to uncover exactly what the differences between them are, and also maybe formulating your own knowledge based on these books so that you get a very deep understanding of a certain topic. So it's it, it's really, that's called syntoptical reading, which is something that we also do, I think.
0: So it, it's very, before you open a book, you analyze it, you look at it. Okay, it's this type of book. I'm going to make use of this type of reading yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, for example, I think, well, I wonder, do you, because you said that you block out specific Times for reading, yeah. But then, what I'm noticing for myself, at least, is that I prefer to read or consume because I also do audiobooks a lot. Different things in uh, different times of the day. I would prefer to, and this is also something mentioned in the book "When" about what is the best timing to do certain things. In the morning, I'm more analytical, so I, for a period, I did some discrete mathematics, and then my best moment would be somewhere between 10 and 11, fasted, fully focused, first coffee in, and then doing that only for two or three Pomodoro straight and then I retain more I'm, I'm really focused and then later in the day I get more creative then I would love to prefer to to read something like this or mastery and that allows me to consume better
0: but how many times a day do you read Are there specific blocks in there you say in the morning in the afternoon in the, in the evening
1: yeah I don't take specific blocks I just take the time I can okay
0: so for example
1: I really wonder how you approach this but for me specific blocks might not work because when something happens to the platform, which I'm running as a DevOps engineer, then things can go wrong and I have to yeah. act, right? So and sometimes I just have a crash in the, in the afternoon. I'm tired. Then I take a small nap, but I read right before I take a nap. And if I don't feel like working, I don't feel inspiration or I'm a little bit you know out of it, then I start reading and that gets me into a new state. And then I read for half an hour and then I get back into work. Okay. Stuff like this.
0: Yeah. For me, I do have specific topics I read about in the day. And I read two times a day. It's uh, after I wake up. So it's in the morning. It's uh, around nine o'clock when I have a h- half an hour to read. And in the evening before I go to sleep, also half an hour. So I try to read for one hour a day at the moment. Nice. This is how I do it. And in the morning, I tend to read more like principle-based books. For instance, this would be a good one. The Zen Mind. What's it called again? It? Uh,
1: Zen Mind Beginner's Mind.
0: Okay. Yeah. This would be totally a book for reading in the morning to get your day going and to right. really remind yourself about core principles and values so it's when i read meditations or Tao yeah. the Jing, or yeah. just principles these kind of books i see yeah uh, principle oriented books i guess yeah because I, I feel it's also some kind of affirmative practice i do my affirmations before that and it also really fits in with these kind of books so I set myself to the day, I set my, my mindset. It's a positive mindset. It's a mindset of, okay, this is how I want to live this day. And then later on in the day, like in the evening when I read before going to sleep, then it's mostly more technical or story-based. It's exploring new ideas. But in the morning, it's, it's always these kinds of topics.
1: Interesting. So it seems that what we both do, what I'm really noticing from your story, is that it's purposeful reading. Yes. So I read in the morning with a specific purpose for the rest of the day and then the evening, maybe, I mean, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that I think that's already a good distinction to make where like a prerequisite for us, more or less, it seems to read something is that it has a purpose. Whereas if you only do elementary reading, I can imagine that that you just read for fun and you're like, oh, I feel like reading. I'm going to read now. I think for us, it's a little bit different. We're also both systematic people or tend to be systematic which is something that we can dive into in another episode about personality types, which will be interesting. But I think that this really uncovers a lot already. Is like you have specific times where it makes more sense to read something. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons I also had is that if you read to retain information or to like really make yourself grow, then it is really, really smart to think about how you read. And it's often forgotten. What I What I'm curious about is, well... How does speed reading work?
0: How does it work? Speed reading. Okay, so I do know that you're not a big fan of speed reading. True. I'm also not a full-on speed reader, but I have used speed reading techniques for over 10 years now, and it really helped me to download more information at once. Right. So a few things there are. The main concept, I think, is to to stop reading word by word in your head so there there's a little voice in your head normally that's, that says out all the words, you
1: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the little kid that's like kind of really soft speaking while reading. And then yeah. you do that in your head because it's just a habit you've got. At least I got from when... We yeah, and there. the
0: idea is to to see the words. I see. You get it? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right? If you look at a picture. And that's the key if you can master that. Now,
1: reading multiple words at the same time, how does that work? Because I, I can focus on one thing, like one...
0: You need information. Yeah, that's okay. That's uh, you. you want to train your peripheral vision. Okay. So your eyes normally tend to focus on one thing, but you want to see like 20 words at the same time. And there are a few tricks to do it. So what I do is I take my finger or a pen and I just go sentence by sentence. And by getting the speed so fast that your comprehension levels are, it's hard for you to comprehend what you're reading. Mm-hmm. That's when you're in the sweet spot. You have to train that so you can go faster. It's just like working out. Oh, I, I
1: see. So it's basically very comparable. Like when you're running and mm-hmm. you're running so fast that you're almost falling over. Yeah. The only way to actually keep going is to keep running. Otherwise, you're going to fall over. That's a
0: very good analogy. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. what I'm yeah. So you train yourself to up your your reading comprehension, mm-hmm. and by doing that, you also train to not look at one word at a time, but to take in multiple words. And mm-hmm. so, at a certain point, this will feel natural. The beginning is really hard to do, but there are a few tricks to do this. For instance. You can chew on gum while reading, or you can put the tip of your tongue against the roof of your mouth, because then you you subconsciously block the desire to wanting to speak the words in your head. Mm -hmm. So because your tongue is busy with either eating or doing something else, and then you're training yourself to just see the words as a picture. Because when you look at a a painting, you you get this amazing amount of information, you're processing it instantly.
1: One recurring theme I see here is seeing the words. Like what what I think you mean is you instead of seeing the word itself, mm-hmm. the letters. You 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 see you visualize the meaning of the word or what is being said at every moment you read. Is yeah, that, is that right?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's okay. true. So I think this is the core message from speed reading uh, that you want to do that. You don't want to read word by word because mm-hmm. when you when you talk, okay, you you, you go in in a specific pace. You know. And the mind is capable of getting in way more information than going word by word by word. When are you more capable of comprehension, or more when you pay more attention while you're driving, for instance? Yeah. If you're in a car, if you're going, you know, 30 miles an hour or 100 miles an hour, it's the latter because then you're fully focused on the road. You, You cannot make any mistakes. You cannot be permitted to make any mistakes.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a hard hit if, it, if you do. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So you don't give the mind any options to wander off right where you're going fast. I do
1: agree with that because I'm not a speed reader, but I'm interested in the specific of the methodology because I'm noticing that what I do do, and that's definitely true, is when you read, always try to live at the edge of your ability which is one of the principles i try to live by Um, so always get close to what feels comfortable or like actually slightly close to what feels uncomfortable and you'll kind of feel that you're moving this threshold of what is uncomfortable higher and higher and higher but it also forces you to constantly improve so i don't read by just reading the words you have to go further than that you have to and that's what i what i call synthesizing it's as if you really process what you're reading and you're making something out of it yourself like you manifest what you read in your own mind by visualizing it or applying how does it to this r- look like okay so to give you an example of mastery a book that we were both reading and then i'll, I'll go through an example of zen's mind beginner's mind because they're completely different topics mm-hmm. in mastery i read a story and i think it's interesting to uncover also how we retain these books because for me these stories in mastery that he goes through Because Mastery is a book that teaches you about how to master anything, just to give some context. And it's very principle-focused, like 48 Laws of Power, more or less. It's it's less of them. Keys to Mastery. And those Keys to Mastery are built up out of stories, more or less, to give you an idea of how these things were and could be applied in real life and, and how to apply them in your own. So when I read Mastery and I read this story, I visualize it. So I try to see someone working in a factory, for example. I'm now imagining this uh, this girl that was autistic and she had really something for animals. She gave a lot of presentations and then eventually she learned, which is something that spoke to me, this story, because I have had, I've dealt with challenges when I was young that I, uh, semi-autistic symptoms, you know, um, and that's something I wanted to deal with. So she changed her personality. The way I read this is by imagining myself being in that situation, take a moment to stop and and kind of think in, which is another concept for mastermind. We think in something. And by moving my own personality in the story, I absorb more information, which is both visualizing, which is both emotional, it's it's everything at the same time. But that does take me a while. It's not fast. It's not nearly as fast as speed reading, obviously. But I do think it sinks in quite well. And then the second example, is a little simpler, Zen Mind Beginner's Mind is simply, and I just started, but it's also principle oriented, but it's very much about Abstract stuff, like what you already mentioned, and in this case, it also is like you read a couple of sentences and you really put it away for a while, and then like, "hmm, how does that work for me? Is that the case? What is an insight I could get from this? And like slowly and slowly and some, and then you have this aha moment. Ah, I think I got it, and then I continue okay that that's really the way How, how would you read these books then and being a speed reader
0: well that's that's the thing I'm not fully a speed reader. I just use right. the, the tactics they use sometimes you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's You're not like, hardcore. Uh, no, no. The, the thing is, like in speed reading, they also say don't go back. Uh, in the sentence, you know, it's it always uh, keep on going. That will you all. It's very and, unforgiving. Uh, it's like yeah, it's very, very riches, yeah. And Also, I think they believe it's you know it's very fear based because you you don't trust yourself that you got the information correct. You always yeah. want to go back. But I I like to just put it book down uh, sometimes and then just think about what I just read and then continue or maybe reread. Uh, specific paragraph mm-hmm. so in that sense i'm not fully a speed reader but i have realized that i can gather way more information by using these techniques
1: yeah but i, I want to challenge you on something then okay. because
0: we've spoken about this before and
1: i i didn't think it through enough or realize how i could challenge it but, but one of the things i wondered here is that when you say you retain way more information does it mean that you can recollect this information? So you can recite it again later in life, which is great because it's in your head. But I think there's a difference between synthesizing and recollection where when you read about something like math or programming or any practical thing like meditation, the only way it will eventually be valuable is if you actually start to meditate. If you don't do that, if you don't, well, what I call synthesizing or, you know, put your book down and think about it then it's great that you have the information in your head, but it's not useful. You're not really doing anything with it. It's just there. And I think some people have all these goals, you know, like read 60 books a year, which in the beginning of my reading career, so to say, seemed very cool because it's comp- we're both competitive. And eventually I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I just want to read less and retain. Same thing,
0: by the way. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I said I wanted to read 200 books this year, but then I heard Naval uh, Ravikant say, okay, this is just a vanity metric mm-hmm. because you just want to show off, you know, your intellectual uh, capabilities and I'm um, a- able to read all these books. Yeah. And uh, the, for me, that's true because when I was doing this, the I was having this approach to, to reading, then I, I've noticed, Hey, I'm reading all this stuff, but I'm not really making it part of me. It's getting in there, but it's, it's also like, I forget 50% of it. Yeah. And right now I'm just reading because I want to dive in a specific topic or a certain book and I really become the book. And this for me has way more impact because I also now can see whole, my whole life through this book and I'm becoming more of the book. Like you said, I think you just said with you, know, you the inside perspective. Yeah. I think that it's way more valuable way of reading.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's also a beautiful process because you can... You read and you do this to improve yourself, but you can also see yourself change in the process. Mm-hmm. So then after a book, you can ask yourself, like, how did it change my life? And then a book suddenly is more than just a book. It's literally, it kind of highlights a phase of your life sometimes because you can go through transformations based on books. I've had like a couple of transformations that were great. 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson had a huge impact on the way I approach life. And I think it's necessary. And uh, we both have this way of reading, you know, self-improvement things to really try to synthesize in that specific way. And if you grind and go through, like mentally, what something means, which is not a very, it's not always a pleasant thing, but it it sinks in, like it it deepens you. And I think Mahai also described this as um, when you go into a flow state, and I think this is great for flow states, you become a more complex being, a complex human. And I think think this- uh, yeah, yeah. Com- complexity. He has an interesting notion of complexity, where usually we see complexity as bad, like it's you know more complexity. But what I remembered is complexity actually means that you you're deepening yourself by these by these flow states, and I think that's a beautiful concept. So there 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 definitely seems to be a good reason to change yourself by reading a lot of books and not be so vanity oriented, indeed, because that's really the day and age, right, for now as much as you can be cool and not uh, be humble what are you thinking
0: no I'm thinking about what you just said about that you you become a book and it really changes your life and the fact that you connect certain books to specific moments in your in your life Mm -hmm. and I think this is also what I tend to do because when I think of when I was for example living in Thailand I was reading this one book called Power you know it and I start to see my whole life through this principle, the, the laws that are put forth there. And
1: you talk about the forty-eight laws. Yeah, forty-eight. Of cream, laws right? part, okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: about it. Cream. Yeah. And now with mastery, I, I I've read it before, but again, when I am now reading this book, I can see my whole life through this perspective of mastery. And, and I'm also thinking, hey, this is where I'm at. at what stage I'm right now, and how does this affect me? in the current moment, but also how it will affect me in the future. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the notion of becoming a book for a specific moment in time. Like we're, we're very like fluid creatures. We download this mm-hmm. new knowledge from some writer and then we, we can actually become the writer itself. Maybe.
1: Yeah, it becomes a part of us. It's, it always feels like when you have a glass of clear water and you drop a very colorful fluid in it, then you can really beautifully see like the fluid drops in and it's still a little bit of the water and slowly it starts to dissipate and the whole water, when you drop red fluid, for example, the whole water after a while is pink Mm -hmm. and it changed the whole color and then you add another color and the whole color of the water changes again. And this is kind of what what I think you do with the book. If it has a deep impact and slowly it starts like get into like the specific details of who you are as a person. And I think that is is a perfect way to stimulate and harden yourself also uh, so, so
0: what are you reading right now, by the way? like That's a good question. Yeah, I'm let's sure let's,
1: let's get practical. Um, so what I'm reading right now is, well, I, I read a lot of books at the same time. So just name the books that I, I could recall that I read re- very recently. And sometimes I pause a book, so it's good to be aware of. I'm reading Mastery. I'm listening to Love Sense. I'm listening to Dare to Lead. I'm listening to Leadership Strategy and Tactics by Jocko Willink. I'm listening to meditations over and over again it's just a constant thing more or less um i'm listening to the bitcoin standard i'm reading zen mind beginner's mind i think i mentioned mastery already (laughs) Uh, reading mastery i'm reading about prometheus which is a monitoring tool but that's like sometimes a little bit boring so i just try you know get back and forth i think that more or less is it uh next to overcoming gravity which is uh, a book
0: i'm reading and how to read there's a lot of books. Yes. And you all read them at the same time. I consume them all at the same time, yeah. And doesn't that
1: affect the... No, because it's thoughts? syntoptical reading. It took me a while to figure out that, that this works for me because I was afraid of this a, a couple of years back. This was like, hmm, this is not the way other people read. Is this good? You know, should I be doing this? And I tried to get back to the other rhythm. But what I love about this, especially when you read two or three books close to the same topic... You can start to make links between them. And the cool thing is you strengthen the neural pathways of that specific topic by connecting things to each other. And okay. one thing I'm noticing, if I, if I read one book that has like one line of argumentation, then I see the whole book in its own context, right? Because there is no other context. When I read two books, so for example, I still read The Meditations by also Zen Mind and Beginner's Mind, then this morning even, I read a little bit in this and I saw a huge overlap between what Marcus Aurelius says and what his book says. And it deepens the perspective even more. And sometimes it feels chaotic. I must admit, it's not, it's not always nice. But it helps me. It helps me a lot.
0: Yeah, because I'm, I'm willing to try this. But I've noticed within my method of reading, when I think it's also personality related, mm-hmm. but for me, it's not desirable to read more than three books at the same time. Because I have this maybe a little bit neurotic tendency to finish a book and to really become the book I'm reading. Oh, ah, yeah. And when I'm reading 20 books at the same time, like I hear you do, then this would give me, I think, levels of high levels of anxiety in the sense that I want to finish them all. And I, I rather focus on one thing at a time than at so many different topics and things that I have to, you know,
1: take in. And then I want to challenge you on something you said yourself, because... I don't know if this is a principle you believe in in every aspect of life, but when you're doing speed reading, for example, Mm -hmm. you want to push yourself to the moment that you're almost falling over, right? Mm, Sure, yeah, good. So maybe you want to do that there as well. I mean, just because that is what it feels like for me. Sometimes it feels like, okay, I have to get into this. Like, it's not easy. But that is a deepening.
0: Interesting.
1: But yeah, I must admit, like, I miss information too when I don't read like you do. Because when you go so deep, you do recall more. I, I
0: prefer to become... Like one topic, I'm I'm becoming the topic I'm reading about. So I I want to see everything in life through this perspective. And I want to embody this idea that the writer has for me. And I feel like when I'm reading several books at the same time, this feeling of comprehension will not be as deep as when I'm fully dedicated to one specific book. I agree. I agree. Um, However,
1: I think so. So what what helps a lot, uh, there's a lot of like idiosyncrasies to this whole way of reading, I think, because it only works well if it's also applicable. So what I'm noticing is that a book is not only a reading experience, but it's basically, ah, a book is more like a manual, and it's up to you to digest what is part of the manual and to apply it in your own life and think like, hmm, what does it really mean? Do I agree? And then, for example, love sense or meditations. It's beautiful, beautifully written. Let's focus on the meditation tier, but it's also extremely practical and I can easily read the meditations and think like, oh, great, you know, beautiful insights. I think I understand what is mentioned there. What I do now, and I think you do the same is I read a little bit, put it down and I try to apply it through my day because it's applicable at this specific point. I get an insight. I change my day. And this is the way I try to read any book by reading, applying, reading, applying. But the thing is, maybe it's a personality thing. If I read and apply the same thing for a long time, then I get very bored. So I, I tried to like switch it on and off a little bit.
0: I understand. Okay. Okay. I, I'm eager to try this out myself. Oh, that's cool to hear.
1: I'm really, I'm really, uh, um, yeah. I will push myself uh, to do that. Uh, what are the books that you are reading? Because you mentioned three. So the three, so I'm, I'm imagining that it's exactly three right now or.
0: Yeah. Like, like we uh, established earlier, I always read some books. I always read some meditations, for example, yeah. that, that's the book that always returns. Right now I'm rereading mastery. By Robert Greene, you know, that same book that you're reading. Also rereading Power, same same guy, same mm-hmm. author. I really like the combination of of the two uh, while reading together. And I am also reading uh, The Way of the Superior Man. Ah, oh, cool. Started this uh, this weekend again. I think you have read it too. Yeah, I have and, listened uh, to it, but yeah, yeah. So far, I really like it. I have hey, to see. Didn't you didn't you read this before already? I have read parts of it, but oh, okay. I just bought the physical book and I'm now re- reading it. You know. As a
1: real book. cool yeah because i i remember you mentioning things from that book as well and it, it's an extremely good book for any man i think yes
0: okay. so that, that that's basically basically what i'm doing right now I'm, I'm going through books i've already read and i'm trying to to get more information out of books i've already read before
1: that's really smart that's also one of the things i mentioned actually in and uh, how to read on the last chapters of how to read i did inspectional reading and in the beginning i did analytical reading because i didn't have the time to finish the whole book but that gave me an overview of how, what the book is about. But what they mentioned there as well is that certain books you should just reread, like really to get a deeper understanding of what they mean. And that makes total sense. And that's also the thing, I learned this from programming, where it's too much information to recall, right? So at some point you just want to redo it a little bit later when you're actually using the code. So it's more like a manual. You pull it up and you work through it and you put it, put it down. So I think that's really the essence maybe is that to make it very personal.
0: Does, does it matter on which device you read do you read real books or is it an iPad or a Kindle audiobooks you mentioned
1: i thought that it mattered but and it's definitely an interesting topic to go into i think we're closing in on the time mm-hmm. that we have but i think it matters a lot but again i think there's to uh, uh, to quote professor oak uh, there's a time and place for everything so i think audiobooks are perfect for under the shower, or for when I take a walk. Yeah, I have like um, a waterproof uh, headphones. So that's a recommendation. If you do this, then it allows you to consume more uh, in an appropriate way. But re- I'm also trying now reading and walking at the same time. It's doable, but it's not so great for focus. I really don't care that much about physical and digital. I have really great note-taking apps on an Apple Pen right now, and okay. it's, it's a level up. But you read only physical, right? Like basically strictly physical.
0: Well, not only, I do consume audiobooks, oh, okay, a too. lot of podcasts. So I do consume information through my phone. Right. But I love to read a physical book because I know where specific information in the book is located. Um, and I've read from from Kindles before. And of course, it, it's still reading. It's, it's, it's nice to do. But it's not the real thing for me. Like I'm, I'm not as consciously aware where information is located because I like to pick up the book and I know, okay, chapter one is there. I know what's in there, and chapter eight, I also know, like, physically locate the location in the book, this information is there. I see. And also, like, just smell the book and and the feeling of it, you know?
1: That is true. Like, I noticed also with this, for example, and this is why I ordered it physically, when I pick this up, it really feels like I'm going in an experience, and the way it looks is also, you know, it's, it's... it has something to it. It really deepens the experience. That is true. And I don't have that when I do an audiobook yeah, because right. the only thing I see is just letters. Um, th- that is true. But I mean, it's just heavy <laughs> books are physically just, Those are heavy, man. they're pretty heavy. I also like today you took out three books out of your bag. So that's
0: a good workout. I, uh, no,
1: that's true. It's an extra it's workout. Way fest. Yeah. So I think um, what, what if we sum it up? Because for me, the sum up of the whole thing is, You can read for information and you can read for understanding. Depending on your goal, um, I would argue that it's almost always better for you and the people around you to read for understanding and deepening yourself and going through that experience. That I should use reading, I should
0: implement the reading in a more, even more strategic manner. And that I should be very aware of in which category I'm in, like reading in which phase I am hmm. and then to use that knowledge into better my understanding and to have a more detailed, tailored approach towards reading.
1: I say like purposeful application. Yeah, purposeful, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that's good. I'm going to try that. Yeah. yeah it's, I also find it hard
1: to maintain. And maybe the last thing I would add, actually, maybe you have anything to add as well is take notes. Notes are like magical, amazing to make. It's a lot of fun as well. Like drawings. If you're a visual thinker, it's a lot of fun. I think it helps you synthesize uh, a lot um let's also uh, publish uh, a reading list of like That's books good. like yeah. must must read books that we have because I would actually love to copy some books of, of that you've read I mean it's kind of a coincidence in some way where we always end up reading the same yeah, <laughs> same yeah. stuff That's cool. uh, but i would I would love to to copy that
0: um yeah, do that.
1: all right cool, cool. I think we can wrap it up then yeah awesome.